and exult and glorify the King of heaven because everything he does is right and all his ways are just. And those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. Those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. It's interesting, at the beginning of the story, if you'd asked Nebuchadnezzar, so where is God king? Because remember, at the beginning, at the end of the last chapter, Nebuchadnezzar professed faith in this God. But it seems that his answer would be, well, God is king up there, up there, in the heavens. But actually, where is God king? Sure, up there, also down here, all around us. And that is something that Nebuchadnezzar clearly failed to acknowledge. That he was not king, he was not God of his own life, of his own story, or of other people. Only God is God. So he had this season of being humbled in the wilderness. Everything stripped away from him. Everything taken away from him. Everything that he knew um, that he was, everything that he believed himself to be, stripped. He was taken right back. Right back to that point of, of God saying, so who are you now? Who are you without all of those things? Humbling yourself, or rather being humbled by God, can actually be a really painful and difficult experience. And I don't think that we're going to have an experience exactly like that of Nebuchadnezzar's going wild in the wilderness, you know, with hair like feathers and um, claws, you know, like a ox, uh, not an ox, you know, a raven or something. But it is painful and it is difficult. And I'm going to be really vulnerable with you for a second and tell you about um, a, a story from my own life. Um, some of you might be aware of a worship song. Um, called Refiner's Fire, but it might not be the one that you're thinking of because it's quite a modern one. And um, it says, um, I want to be tried by fire, purified. Take whatever you desire, Lord, here's my life. And it's a very catchy song, and I sang those first lines and then thought, oh, hang on a second. I'm not sure I want to be praying that. I want to be tried by fire, purified. Take whatever you desire, Lord, here's my life. That is a bold prayer, is it not? Well, unfortunately, I sang it. And then months and months later, I really believe that God has been trying me and testing me and ultimately purifying me. And it's been a really, really painful experience, but incredibly humbling. Incredibly humbling to realize that actually I am not in control of my own story, and I'm not in control of that for other people either. Only God is God. Only he is king of my life. And, but God is gracious through that humbling process, and I will come back to that towards the end. But through that humbling process... Um, we're put back into that posture of praise where we might have forgotten actually who, who God is that we worship. But when we're in that humbling place, he puts us back into that posture that says, actually, I cannot do this on my own. I need to be in full surrender of the God who is king of my life. 
I have a, a really precious friend. Um, she is a wonderful person who walks so closely with God. Um, but I was really, really amazed at the way that she seeks God's will recently. Um, she is single, but she's met a guy recently, and she was telling me about, about this guy, um, and just the way that she talked. And, and she, she sent me a voice message, and she, she went on and on and on and on about, you know, oh, but this and this, and maybe this, and oh, he's really nice, but this. And, and at the end, she said, I don't really know why I'm telling you all this, because what I really need to do is just sit and pray. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, but how amazing that she just recognized that that was exactly what she needed to do in this situation was to seek God's will for her life and for this other person, this guy. And so then she sent me a voice message a couple of days later saying, no, I've been really trying to, to pray about this and spend time in silence, and I really feel that God is saying this. And I was just so in awe of her. Because isn't it so tempting to just kind of blurt out in, into the ether, but not, not really taking the time to pray to God um, and seek his direction? That really is what seeking his kingship in our lives is all about. Nebuchadnezzar just went about doing things his way. What we, we really need to do is take time to stop and seek God's will in things, because that is how we put him in his rightful place as king of our lives. So I wonder, um, there might be times in the past or times now where we have resisted God's sovereignty in our lives, a bit like Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar is very lukewarm until the end of this passage, because at the end of chapter 3, he says, yes, your God is amazing. This is my God. But then throughout chapter 4, it seems like he's still going about his own way. In fact, even after Daniel gives him this interpretation about what's going to happen, I just love those lines um, in, verse, uh, 20, in verse 30, when he just stands and says, oh, isn't Babylon great? Isn't everything that I've done for me? Isn't it great? He's very lukewarm, isn't he? Because we already know that actually he's professed faith in God, but it doesn't seem to have infiltrated those places in his heart and in his soul that give God the praise before himself. So are there areas in our lives where we're maybe a little bit lukewarm in our faith? where we resist God's sovereignty, where we resist his voice in favor of our own. So here's some ways we might know that we are resisting God's sovereignty. And I want to say before I start that I resonate with most of these. <laughs> I am not saying that I um, or anyone here is exempt from this because we will all have areas um, where we need to work on accepting God's kingship in our lives. So maybe you're no longer interested in quality time in scripture and spending time reading the Bible. Maybe you're not taking regular time in silent prayer to listen to God, remembering that prayer is a two-way thing. It's a two-way conversation. Maybe sometimes you hear the still small voice of God, perhaps saying something or nudging you, but you choose to ignore it. You might be refusing the accountability or the discernment of others in your life. 
I would say that all of those things are ways in which we can resist God's sovereignty in favor of our own. So let's see what, what choosing God's kingship might look like. Let's put all of those things on their head. If we accept God's kingship, if we want to live a life that is um, putting him as king of our lives and sovereign in our lives, maybe we will be interested, not just interested, excited, enthusiastic about spending quality time in his word. We'll be taking regular time, and that regular might look different for all of us, but regular time in silent prayer, listening to God. When we feel that nudge of the Holy Spirit in our lives, that still small voice, we'll no longer be um, kind of, we'll no longer be okay with, with ignoring it. Um, instead, uh, we, will, we will say, yes, I believe that was the Holy Spirit and go with it. We will listen to the accountability and discernment of, of others, not just listen to it, but actively seek it out. Maybe in our prayer partners, if you have that, a home group setting, if you've got like a Bible study group that you meet with regularly, a trusted friend or even a spouse. Are you willing? Oh, <laughs> some cheeky laughs there. Um, but for some of you, you, you will have those people in your lives. Are you willing to accept accountability from them, to accept discernment from them, to actively seek it and say, hey, I'm in this situation. What do you think? Would you pray with me about this? I would love to know if you think that God is saying something to you for me. Let's culture, um, cultivate those relationships here in this church family and beyond. All of those things are really key ways of accepting God's sovereignty in our lives. That last one I'll just say as well. I really believe that Nebuchadnezzar um, even in his lukewarm state, he actually he did seek Daniel's wisdom on that dream. He had that, that relationship where he could say, actually, could, could you help me interpret this? So let's actively seek accountability and discernment from others. I'm just going to take a quick moment of, um, of quiet as we come towards um, the end. I'm going to ask just two questions. The first, and just think about this silently for a second. Is there a time in your life in the past where you resisted God's sovereignty and allowed yourself to be in charge and be in control? Is there an area of your life right now where you're resisting God's sovereignty in favor of your own. Well, let me tell you, unfortunately, and I hope this isn't news to you, we are not perfect human beings. We are deeply flawed. We will make mistakes, whether you've made them in life before or not, you probably will in the future. So let me tell you now, it is a good thing that God is king and not us. It is good news that God, Lord of Lords, King of Kings, is sovereign over every corner of the world. Every corner of the earth and every corner of your personal world. 
the corners that nobody else sees and only he sees. He is sovereign over it all, and that is good news. Because if we were, we would mess it up. I want to finish by quickly just reflecting on the prodigal son. It's a story that I'm sure many of you will be familiar with. Um, It involves a, a guy who thinks that, hey, I'm ready to do this thing called life on my own. And he gets all of his inheritance uh, from his father early. He goes off and he squanders it all. He lives a life according to how he thinks it should be lived. He, in many ways, is king of his life. And then he comes to a place where he realizes that actually, I cannot do this on my own. There is nothing left of me. I've been stripped of everything, dignity, wealth, happiness, peace, prosperity. And so he returns home to say, actually, I can't do this on my own, and I've messed up. And in that story, we see the father, the image of God, running and embracing his child. There is always always a welcome home for all of us who humbly recognize how we've gone our own way and are in need of God's kingship in our lives. Let me say that again. There is always, 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 always a welcome home for all of us who humbly recognize how we've gone our own way, put ourselves in charge and made ourselves in control And how each of us are in need of God's kingship in our own lives. Take quality time in God's word. Take regular time in silent prayer to listen to him. No longer ignore the still small voice, that nudge of the Holy Spirit when you feel it. And actively seek the accountability and discernment of others. And in those things, I believe that you will find God to be king of your life. I think the uh, band are going to come up in a second. Um, We're just going to take some time to pray. Let's just be still and invite God into this space. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here and now to be present in this place, in our hearts and in our minds. Lord, help us to give up the control. Help us to find incredible peace in that. No longer are we slaves to fear. We do not need to be in control. Help us to trust you. There was a question I asked earlier. I'm just going to say it again. And just as you pray, um, I just wonder if this question um, will, will resonate for some of you. 
is there an area of your life right now, just one particular area, where you're resisting God's sovereignty and kingship in your life in favor of your own? Is there an area of your life where you'd rather be in control than God? You might feel a need to, um, to say sorry to God for promoting yourself and demoting him. You also might simply need to say, maybe for the first time or for the first time in a while, I trust you. You might feel like the prodigal son or daughter saying, I can't do this on my own anymore. God wants to welcome you home this morning. As we worship, feel free to, um, if you feel that God is, is speaking to you or doing something, um, then please feel free to stay in that place. Um, or if you would like to stand um, and sing, then please do as well. Which mom? 